Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by David Fisher, speaker, coach, and author, and president at Rockstar Consulting. David, great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Uh, let's start off by um, you telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm just a, a small town girl uh, living in a lonely world, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to take the midnight train to pretty much anywhere. Uh, no, uh, so you kind of hit the, uh, the nail on the head, uh, you know, for about the last 10 years, uh, I've been working with, uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, really on all aspects of business, but over the last couple of years have really found, uh, a niche for myself in helping people develop stronger business relationships, both, uh, offline through kind of the, the old school traditional networking routes, but also really looking at a lot of the new platforms and, and really how to use online networking yeah. as, as a way to, to build business and to the way to make things happen these days. So you wrote this book, Networking in the 21st Century, um, Why Your Network Sucks and What to Do About It. Tell us a bit about what inspired you to write that book. Well, the, the main inspiration was actually I had been working with uh, professionals for years, as I said, on building their networking skills. And it was interesting. Every time I talked to someone and said, I, I you know, work on networking, I help people with networking. There was always this huge uh, sigh that people would give. They'd go, oh, networking. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I should do that. <laughs> we all knew that we should be doing it, but there's always this resistance. And I kind of wanted to look at why. And more importantly, also look at maybe how to get people past that, because I really do think that in, in today's world, uh, it's funny, there used to be this saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. And that was always uh, disparaging. It was a way of saying, oh, that you just got that job because you're the, the nephew of the boss mm-hmm. or something like that. Whereas these days, I think it's really come into its own because information is almost a commodity these days. I can, you know, reach into my pocket, pull out my cell phone and get the world's collected knowledge. But I think professionals that can get things done these days are the ones who have access to the resources to leverage that knowledge. And a lot of that times that comes through the people you know, through, through the relationships you have. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what inspired me. And I, I really wanted to dive in and go, how can we help people create these foundational skills? Because 
uh, on a side note, of course, I met way too many people who were bad at it, and I just wanted to stop the pain. So, so, so it's a blend of kind of like the new and the old by the sound of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, a lot of people, when they first hear the title of the book, think we're going to only look at social media or mm. LinkedIn or the, all these, you know, texting. But the humans haven't evolved, you know, in the last 20 years into a new species. I mean, we're all looking for the same uh, things that we used to. We're looking for connection and engagement and people that are interested in us and people that can help us. And conversely, looking for ways to help others. We're very social creatures. So I think that one of the most effective ways of approaching networking and all the new tools we have is really kind of blending them all together. In fact, uh, I often talk about things like social media as just another tool that we have in our toolbox, right, to communicate with people and to yeah. share information and, and, again, to get information about others. So it's some, in some ways, it's very old school. Now, you use the word um, or the term professional which I thought when I first saw it was a spelling mistake. <laughs> but it is professional. How did this come about? Well, it's, it's a great question. I, I give all credit to uh, my friend Jason Seiden, who actually first came up with that. And it, it was really interesting because uh, the word professional is obviously just a combination of personal and professional. And I think that one of the biggest impacts that technology has had in how we interact is that's broken down these silos that we used to keep in our lives. We used to want to keep our personal world over here, our professional world over there, and never the two shall meet. You know, it was the, the one place they might overlap is the holiday party when uh, we bring our spouses to the office, uh, you know, party. Yeah. But, but that was always kind of a fake distinction anyways. We'd, you know, help our, our brother-in-law get a job at our office, or we'd have clients that we just spent time with, you know, over the years and they became friends. And I really think that one of the best opportunities that we have in the modern world is to purposely bring together all the different spheres of our life, because um, that's really where innovation happens. And I've always found it's really interesting myself personally, uh, when I bring different people together from different parts of my world. I, I love uh, in this very, very short summer that we have here in Chicago, mm -hmm. uh, I love to barbecue. I love to grill. I love to have people over, cook some food, have a, a, a beverage or two. And it, I started, you know, bringing in, you know, maybe some people from uh, the neighborhood and then some of my clients. And I was very involved in some civic organizations. I'd bring some of those people together and I didn't have to do any work. It's just, you put people together in the same place. It, conversations happen. Yes. Ideas start popping yeah. up and, you know, some really cool things, you know, happen partnership wise. And I was like, okay, I get this. This is, this is huge. And I think if people can do that purposefully, it's just really good things happen. And so that, that's where that idea of professional really comes in. It's a way of creating bridges to, uh, to new information. It's interesting, isn't it? Because people are, well, people are human. People are people. End of the day, it doesn't really matter whether they're acting in a professional or a personal uh, capacity. And that really highlights that. Exactly. I always used to tell professionals, it's not like you take off who you are when you get to the office and become a different person yeah. for better or worse. So you might as well just own it. And uh, I, I think it also speaks to the fact that I think the, the more interconnected world we're really going into has its uh, minuses. But I think one of the big pluses is it's really demanding us to be authentic uh, and to be ourselves really in every um, 
uh, every forum, right? You know, you can't be a different person at the office than you are uh, at home. People always ask me about like Facebook and LinkedIn, for example, with personal versus professional. And the reality is you have to be the same person everywhere you go. Yeah. So you have to make sure you're a good person everywhere you go. Absolutely. So it's it's interesting in the uh, the modern age that we live in that we've got the, the 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 new side of things with all the social media, you know, mobile devices and things like that. Then we've got the old traditional sort of, you know, networking, meeting people, how to introduce yourself, that sort of thing. In that sort of context, what would you say is what are the classic mistakes that are still being made? Would you say what's the worst thing that you can do in in sort of networking in the twenty first century? Uh, only one worst thing. <laughs> okay. What are the worst things you could do? We'll come on to top right. tips in a minute, but the worst things first. Well, yeah. So what's interesting is, you know, social media and, and as you said, mobile and texting and all these other different communication tools, they give us so much power and power can be absolutely misused. Yeah. Right. The reach it gives us, we, we see stories all the time of somebody, you know, saying something on Twitter and losing their job because of it. Um, I think, though, one of the biggest things that the average professional runs into as far as the challenges is that we actually forget that just because we have these this access to online communication or, you know, technological communication, it doesn't actually change how we want to engage with other human beings. So a big mistake I see is people reaching out, you know, um, let's say on LinkedIn or Twitter right away and, you know, starting a, a relationship. And the first thing they do is ask for a sale. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've gotten this. I've gotten this. A lot of the listeners yep. have gotten this. Somebody reaches out on LinkedIn. You're like, oh, this might be an interesting person to get to know. And the first thing they do is say, hey, can I come sell you something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you wouldn't do it in real life. Hopefully not. You wouldn't meet somebody at a networking event, for example, and go, oh, uh, nice to meet you. By the way, will you buy something from me? Yeah, I've met a few of those actually <laughs> in, in, <laughs> uh, in real life, David. Right. And it, and it doesn't work in real life. No. Um, but I think that more people are willing to try it online because we're not there in person. And so we kind of forget that we need to engage with others um, the same way we would want to be engaged with. And that that it works in the offline world. It walk, works on the online world. Mm-hmm. We're all looking for that, that true engagement. So I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, I mentioned authenticity. There's a lot of people out there who don't uh, realize that you have to be the authentic you. Uh, we talked about the personal and professional world. I think that works in the offline and online world. Um, there's so many people, for example, and we brought up LinkedIn. It's they'll they'll create a profile or sh- they'll share content, and it sounds like a resume, right? Yeah, Nobody speaks yeah. resume in the real world, <laughs> so don't do it online. Although a lot of people consider LinkedIn to be a bit like an online resume, don't they? They treat it like, like that. They still do. And that's where, that's where it got its start, which, so it's understandable, but I, I really have seen the last 12 to 18 months that people are really starting to use it as a platform to get business done. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it used to be that, yeah, you'd only go and update your profile um, when you were looking for a new job. Uh, a lot of the work I do these days, even going into organizations and speaking and training, it's, it's with their salespeople and helping them realize, no, no, this is a way that you can share a message and, and share your brand both personally and as a company um, in a very effective manner and really build relationships. In fact, I mean, that's kind of how I got my start on working with people on LinkedIn. It was actually working with, you know, the small business owners, the one person shops. And, you know, it's, it's hard to be heard when you're a small business person in this very loud and noisy world. There's all these marketing messages everywhere. Yes. 
but one of the easiest ways is just having a really good online presence and using that to connect with people and have a, have a conversation over time. And, and, and I found that that's something that can be really powerful. And that can be done by anybody. You don't have to have the resources of a Fortune 500 company to do that. You can start wherever you are and, and start having these really good conversations with you know prospective clients, your existing clients, with referral partners and centers of influence. That, that's the one thing I've loved about social media is that it's really leveled the playing field. Mm. How do you think that um, networking in both its modern and its slightly less modern form fits in with marketing as a whole? Where does it sort of, I know it's tremendously important, isn't it? Because, you know, especially with the smaller businesses, a lot of businesses are done by referral, but where generally does it fit in in the marketing mix? So I, I again, I'm going to be completely biased here. I, I think networking and relationship building really is probably one of the most powerful forms of, of marketing. And, um, you know, I mentioned that I think we're in a very noisy world. I've seen lots of statistics. You know, one is that we see 20,000 marketing messages a month. I don't know if that number is right, but we're, we are bombarded. Um, I think it's really important for people to, especially smaller businesses, to be able to plant a flag in people's minds, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, to really kind of have, have a niche. And, and I really think that the way that happens is through that one-on-one contact. Um, you know, comp- if you think about the really big brands, you know, over here in the States, you think like a, a McDonald's or, um, you know, Coca-Cola or something like that. I mean, they would love to be able to have just tons and tons of people going out and building one-on-one relationships, but they can't do that. So they just spend millions of dollars on billboards and yes. television. Yeah. But I'm much, I'm much more likely, I'm sure you are, and, and the statistics show this, you're much more likely to trust somebody you know and yeah. that you have a relationship with, right? So I, I love the idea of using marketing to help define the message uh, for y- your business. But I think one of the best ways of really conveying that message is always going to be a conversation one-on-one. And that's, that's what networking really allows you to do. So what would be your top tips then on, um, you know, modern day networking, David? Uh, so th- there's, there's 27 of them. And, you know, I, I think the biggest place for people to start, I think there's three really easy things to do. One is to actually have somewhat of a, a strategic plan around this. And it can be as simple as writing something on the back of a, an envelope on a cocktail napkin or just pulling up a, a Word document. But just know what you're trying to do. So many people are haphazard with their networking. And that's why they get haphazard results. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the first. The second is uh, really the idea of planting a flag. I mentioned that earlier. But the more you can be seen as an expert in the eyes of your community, it, you know, an expert in the eyes of your network, yeah. the more effectively you're going to stand out. Um, so just be okay with being the expert at something. Uh, I had a mentor tell me, if you try to be everything to everybody, you're nothing to no one. Mm-hmm. So really try to, to define who you are and be clear about that. And I, and I think the third thing is just to um, change the view of networking from transactional to relational. Um, too many people think networking is going and passing out some business cards, right? Um, where really it is about building a relationship over time. And, and that's where I think technology helps. I love Twitter and LinkedIn and all these other platforms that allow us to have very um, light touches on a broad base of people. It might not always be relevant, but when something relevant does pop up, it's a much warmer conversation than just picking up the phone after a year of silence. So having some sort of follow-up program and, and way of staying in touch with people 
again, even in just a light fashion is really, really important. And it, it builds that relationship. So those, those are my, my top three. And in fact, if I had to give, you know, one other, so those are my top three, but there, mm. there's one other thing that I think um, is, is important these days it is really just the understanding that the world we are in is changing. But again, the, the basics of who we are hasn't. So th- I talk to a lot of audiences about um, uh, technology, obviously, it's something we cover a lot in the book. Um, one of the things I think is important is that we embrace change while understanding that change is uncomfortable, right? I, I've met very few human beings who actually like change. Yeah. But I think it's important for us to really embrace the fact that the world we live in in 30 years is going to be very different than the world was 30 years ago. I, I imagine that, uh, you know, if I'm sitting down with my grandchildren, I will tell them about how, you know, I used to, after school, call my mom on this thing called a pay phone to have her come pick me up from school. Yeah. And it was a phone that was actually set somewhere. And you had to put a quarter in. And of course, then they're going to ask what a quarter is. <laughs> but the reason I bring this up is um, a lot of the the challenges that people have around not only technology and networking, but networking in general are um, they're fear based. They're actually emotional. They're not functional, right? I can teach anybody how to have a good elevator speech and introduce themselves, but a lot of times it's just addressing some of the the more emotional challenges that we have and accepting them. And obviously, that's well beyond our conversation today, but. This is it is a human experience, and I, I don't think you can deny that. Um, I don't think we're going to enter the matrix anytime soon, uh, where we're all just hooked up to a computer. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that as much as and, and I know for a lot of the listeners here, you know, there, there's a lot of great talk about SEO and the technology and automation and big data, all these amazing things. But in the end, life and and by extension, business is always going to be a human one-on-one relationship, right? It's always going to be about that human connection. So anything yeah, we can yeah. do to get better at that, just in general, as people is going to help us get better at that as a professional. David, tell us how our listeners can uh, get hold of your book and also tell us how they can get hold of you as well. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the books on Amazon, uh, you, the easiest way is just to search for uh, networking in the 21st century. It's available Kindle print, even uh, an audio version. Oh, nice. Uh, so I've got that. I, I did, did record it all myself. I was pretty excited about that. Read by the author. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> read, read, by, read by me. Uh, so, of course, all the mistakes are completely mine as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, the other thing is, is find me online. And uh, my website is imdfish, I-A-M-D-F-I-S-H. And, in fact, there's a, a page specifically for the listeners that you can get to. It's imdfish.com slash site visibility. Um, that's a great way to stay in touch. I do a lot of content sharing around, you know, new ways of getting uh, better at building relationships. And uh, I, I would be remiss to not be on, on social media. So I'm on Twitter. That's a great way of following me. And that's at dfishrockstar. Fantastic. So that site, again, it's imdfish.com. And if you go to forward slash site to visibility, so what will they get there, David? Uh, so the, there's a, the link to get the book, of course. Yeah. Got to do a little self-promotion. But one of the things that I, I also offer has been really popular is I have a guide that offers 19 ways that you can improve your networking uh, in less than five minutes because we're all really busy. Excellent. So it's just a, a little uh, 
some little tweaks, a little ideas. There's actually a lot of swipe copy where you can uh, just cut and paste into some emails if you're trying to build relationships. So I basically took all the best ideas I've found from my network over the last uh, 10 years and, and put it in a guide. So you can sign up and get that and uh, make your network take off and you can be a networking rock star. Well, David, thank you very much for that. I'm sure our listeners will find that very useful. So thanks for listening, everyone. Show notes are at sitevisibility.com forward slash IM podcast. And if you've got questions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. And there's a telephone hotline if you want to uh, uh, leave us a message or a question, which is plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. It's goodbye from me, Andy, and it's goodbye from David. Bye, everyone. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Thank you.